All right, lads, welcome back to me podcast, Cheaper Than Therapy, Mick Thomas here. I appreciate you coming on back to listening. Thanks so much for liking, subscribing, sharing, following. The support's been magnificent. So I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, Here we are, just a few more sleeps to Christmas, right? Christmas is just, just there now, right around the corner. I know there's other holidays too, right? Isn't Hanukkah over though? I'm not sure. I got to check my calendar on that one. I thought Hanukkah was over. Could be wrong. And then all you Kwanzans, Kwanzites, hope you're Kwanzaing it up. And I don't know what the fuck you guys do for that holiday. I really don't know. I don't know what you celebrate. I should be more educated with this stuff. Right? I think we all should be more educated with this stuff because we all get pissy. Why do we want to say happy holidays? I want to say happy Christmas or Merry Christmas. Because there's more fucking bullshit holidays. Just like our bullshit holiday. Right? The magic is real. <laughs> the magic is real. I've been, uh, I've been having a good time. I'm up in Boston. Boston, Massachusetts. And uh, gotta say, it's, 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 it's an experience up here. It's definitely an experience. I, uh, I've been up here for, uh, a f- I'm up here for a few nights what was it? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I go home. Yeah, four days. Four days in Boston. I got some stuff to do, right? Some uh, some stuff to do. But let me tell you, man, I was driving up here, and uh, it's a nice drive. I left in the morning time, so I took the ferry from Long Island. That's always a good ride. Took the ferry from Long Island, and then from there, I just drove up from Connecticut to, to Boston, which was only just two hours of where I had to go. And... Uh, I look in my rearview mirror at one stage, I'm maybe 45 minutes outside of Boston. And I just happen to glance up in my rearview mirror and I see this fucking huge crash, right? Well, not a huge crash, but holy shit, was it dangerous. Um, there was a tractor trailer, a truck, a lorry, as they say in Ireland or, or England or Scotland, Wales. This big lorry tractor trailer thing was driving along. And right next to it was a small Nissan, or Nissan, as they say here in America. It was a Nissan. Uh, I feel like I'm cold. Am I getting a cold? Do I sound like I have a cold? Sorry if I do. Anyway, so all of a sudden I see, I don't know what happened if the Nissan tried to cut in front of the tractor trailer, which I think that's what happened, or the tractor trailer kind of lost track of what was happening. But what had happened was he, he cut in front of him, and all of a sudden, the tractor trailer was pushing it. So now it's like, if you picture like a T-shape, like the car's on front and the truck is pushing it. And I figured, right, all right, so now he can't. So I'm looking at this happen in my rearview mirror. Now, the guy obviously can't fucking just slam on his brakes, right? He can't slam on his brakes. So what's going to happen? Because then the truck will uh, um, jackknife. That's what I'm looking for. So then the truck will jackknife or flip over or hurt more people. So the truck has to gradually slow down. So he's just pushing this car sideways all the way to fucking Boston. And it's going on for like four or 500 feet because he, he can't just stop and slam. And I just like, I wonder like, what was the other person in the car thinking as you're getting fucking pushed by a tractor trailer so close to Christmas, right? How much did you shit yourself? I would have been bricking it. I would have been bricking it, being pushed along by a massive tractor trailer like that. 
So I see this right in my rear view mirror and it, it's right behind me. It, it's the next set of cars that are right behind me. And uh, I could have I stopped, right? I could have stopped, but I, I didn't. I, kept, I just kept going because I, I, I had to get to Boston. I, was, I figured that, you know what? There's a bunch of cars behind them. Let, let them pull over. Let them deal with it. How many times have you done that, by the way? How many times have you come across an accident, right? I went, ah, fuck it. Somebody else's problem. I'd like to help. That's what counts. The thought is what counts. Right? But we don't. We just keep on. We keep... I'm going to sneeze. Hang on. <coughs> Fuck. Excuse me, guys. I sneeze, but... Ah, uh, on top of this, what I meant to say, what I should have uh, addressed is that I, uh, I have a cracked rib. I, had a, I was at the gym the other day, and it's how I heard it. It didn't drop weight on me. I wasn't lifting anything. I was rolling. I rolled off the bench. I rolled off the bench to stand up from bench pressing. Really heavy weight. Re- lifting really heavy. Unnecessarily heavy, actually, if I'm to be honest. Right? So I get up. I just lie on the bench and I go to get up. And what happens? I just fucking, I, I, I buckle. I can't move. I can't breathe. Now I've got this fucking awful, awful rib problem. No matter what I do, where I go now, I, if I take a deep breath, it hurts, right? I can't work out now. That's weird that I can't work out. But I got a truck on, so I think it's, what, six weeks to heal is what I looked up. And I didn't know. I thought maybe I pulled a muscle. And then I was talking to a comic friend who's also a physical therapist, and he, I was telling him what I was going. He goes, all right, come here, put your hand up, blah, blah, blah. Gives me the old one-two. And he goes, yeah, you got a crack rib. Nothing I can do for it. Nothing I can take. I just got to sit there and let it heal. Right? So I'm supposed to take some pain medication. But I didn't bring any with me. Right? I didn't bring any with me. I'm useless. I'm the type of guy that doesn't... I don't take medicine, so I don't know what to ask for now. In a, in a fucking pharmaceutical. I walk in and go, ah, my ribs are sore. Can't do that. So anyway, that was what's going on with me. And so then I get to my hotel, right? And my hotel is, I, I always stay in a, in a nice little hotel up in Boston. It's very, very nice. It's a nice little suite. And uh, I pull up and there's no parking lot. So like, the guy comes out and he's like, yeah, man, you got to val- I fucking hate when I have to valet in my car because I, I never have money on me. I've never, I've never any tip. I've never any cash to tip him. And it's Christmas. And now like, I got to be like an asshole where you just got to pull up. And I got to go, yeah, here you go, but here's my keys. Then I got to fucking, ugh, now I got to go down. I got to let him take my car down. He's got to come up and just like, and then he comes up the next morning because I didn't get a chance to uh, go to the ATM, get any cash. Now he comes up. He's got my, my, my rent-a-car going. He's got the heated seats turned on, the heated steering wheel, the lights are on. Right? There's fucking Christmas music playing in my car. And what do I give him? Have a nice day. That's it. That's all I can give him. That's all I can give him. Have a nice day. Right? So then I go take money out of the ATM and I go, all right, because I never carry cash. So I'm like, all right, I got, I got cash now. And then I, I, I drop my car off later that day and it's someone different. It's a different valet guy. So now what do I do? I give him the money and tell him to find the other guy? Hey, listen, here's, can you share that with the, the guy who's on in the morning time? 
Because then I'll see the guy in the morning time and I'll go like, hey, did that guy, wait a minute, is this an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm now that I think about it? Didn't that happen to Curb Your Enthusiasm? Fuck, I don't know now. Oh, well, that, that's what's going on with my tip. That's what's going on with my tips. So then here's what I do, right? Now I, I, I'm up here doing some stuff. So here's, I did something this week that I've never, ever done in my life. What's that? Get a laugh at a show? Ha! <laughs> I roasted myself. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I hook up this, I call this guy up and uh, I'm doing some stuff up there. I'm doing some big, some big shows up here and I don't want to. Uh, so I got Monday night off and I reach out to this guy. I don't want to mention his name because he runs a good show. I'm sure he does. And I don't want to speak ill of the show. I don't want to name the place. So he goes, all right, man, look at if you're up here Monday night, why don't you come on down and do a spot on my show? I go, sure, man. Where is it? He tells me where it is. It's actually four, almost four miles from my hotel in Boston City. I go, fucking yeah. That'd be great. Let me jump in an Uber. Let me take an Uber over. So I get an Uber over. You know where it is? It's in the south side of Boston. Southie. Right? Right? Where all the colorful characters are. So I say goodbye to the Uber guy. I walk into this dingy, dingy place. Now, I guess the comedy show is located downstairs of this old, old bar. So I walk in and there's all these old Irish guys. Like all these old Boston. These guys with the fucking map of Ireland on their face. Right? So I just walk in and I go, uh, All right, lads. I swear to God, and I laughed. <laughs> like nobody would. Nobody could even say hello. It's just, it's almost like, ah, fuck you first for being nice. <laughs> so I laugh. And I see a sign for comedy show. And I go, all right, let me run down. I run some new jokes. And uh, I'm up here in Boston. Let me have some fun. So I go downstairs. And I get to the bottom of the stairs. And I just see, ah, uh, the room, and here's what the first thing I've ever done in my comedy career. I just went, nope. And I turned around and walked out. I just fucking left. I just left the show. I walked out. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I feel terrible now. So I, I don't want to name the guy because uh, I already sent him a message and I apologized. Um, but he, I'm sure he puts on great shows, but it just wasn't for me that night. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling up to it. It looked like the type of show that I would be battling. Do you know what I mean? Like you go up on stage and you're, you're going to battle the audience for attention, you know. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be having to fight for time. I don't have to be fighting for attention with some drunk people. I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of over that now. I'm past that. I've paid my dues with, that kind of, with those kind of gigs. You get nothing from it, you know. So I leave and I go, you know what? That was a shitty thing to do. So here's what I'm going to do now. I'm not going to get an Uber back. I'm not going to get a cab back. I'm in the south side of Boston. I'm going to walk back. Almost four miles. I'm going to walk back as punishment. Cracked ribbon all. So I bundle up. And off I go. And I go for my walk. And I'm walking by... Uh, I'm walking by... Fi- right by Finway. Right by... Fe- or Fenway? Or Finway? Fenway Park, isn't it? Right there by the Green Monster. By the Green Monster there. 
So I'm walking along and I'm listening to music and I got my headphones in. It's getting chilly. And old Mick Thomas here doesn't have his hat on. It's getting chilly. Mick doesn't have his hat on. So what do I do? I go into Target. I'm passing by a Target and I walk in. And uh, let me tell you something, man. That fucking, those Targets, that Target in Boston is, was phenomenal. Right? It's, they really go, they really love their sports teams up here in Boston. The Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots, right? Fucking shelves as far as the eye could see of sports teams, of Boston sports teams. You go to New York, you don't really see that. Yeah, there's a few Yankees, a few Jets, a bit of Mets. Nothing like the level that Target in Boston does. So I'm walking around Target. I'm looking for a hat and I'm having a jolly good time. You know why they're playing, they're playing Christmas? Let me tell you something, man. Man can the Irish fuck up and ruin the, man, ruin the magic of a good Christmas carol. Right? So I'm, I'm walking down one of the aisles and I'm listening to this Christmas music. And it's being pumped out through the store. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And all you hear is you're trying to capture the magic of Christmas and all you hear is Boston mothers yelling at their children in that oh-so-sexy accent, oh-so-attractive voice that they have in South Boston. Phenomenal. You're walking down the aisle. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Where's your fucking sister? Where's your fucking sister? Everywhere you go, there's a tree in the Grand Hotel. She better not be over getting that fucking seat. I fucking told her now. I fucking, that fucking pisser. You tell that fucking pisser to get over here. There's a tree in the Grand Hotel. One in the park as well. Swear to God, these fucking cocksuckers in the fucking Christmas music. The sturdy kind of doesn't mind. <laughs> oh, it's magic. Just magic at its, at its finest. And I was walking around. I swear to God, I was fucking dying laughing. And I had to put my headphones in because I didn't want people thinking I was laughing at them. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to walk through. And I was fucking hysterically laughing at that. Just to hear, just to hear the anger battling against the magic of Christmas. It was fucking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So I stumbled out of Target. And I, uh, I, I walked back all the way back to my hotel, all four miles of it, and uh, started to hurt my rib. Actually, really started to hurt my rib. The cold air with the deep breaths and stuff. So I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy that part of it. But you know what? It was my penance for bailing on a gig. You know what I passed, which I thought was very, very funny. I'd never seen one before. It was uh, a DNA testing center, right? A DNA testing center. And basically what it was is you, it's, you know, like it's like the Maury show, except it's a place you go to. If you didn't want to go to the Maury show, you would just go to this place, right? You just walk in the door and you go, hey, hey, yeah. Can you just check if she's a whore? Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, I just, uh, this kid over here, can you just check if it's mine? 
I just figured it was very, what a weird place to go. And I actually stood outside for a while. I did. I waited outside for it because I just wanted to see a couple walk out and just go, I fucking told you. See, I fucking told you. How funny would that have been? Right? Or some guy coming and going, hey, and he does like one of those dances that they do on the Maury show. Remember those, da- remember the Maury show? Is it still on? I always wished, I swear to God, I always, and I, I would consider myself like, a, like a, a decent dancer. I used to, I haven't danced in, in a long, long time. And I would always consider myself uh, a decent dancer. But when I used to watch the Maury show, and when a guy found out he was not the father, and he would get up off the chair and do that, you know that shimmy thing they do? With the feet together and the knees together, and the bottom part is moving a different direction than the top part. And I remember just thinking, I love to dance like that. Where do they go? Where do you like? Where do you go for that? Do you go to a dance school and say, Yeah, can I have that? You're not the father dance. Where do you do that dance? Where where do you pick that one up? I used to fucking remember that show, man. When you watch that show, didn't you always feel like a good person? Right? Didn't you like if you felt bad about yourself or guilty about anything? You said, "You know what I'll do? Let me put on the Maury show, and I'll feel like a way better human." Ah, be I'm a fucking king. I'm a saint. I'm a saint next to this guy. Right? And then the women would always just get up and run down the hall when they found out that the guy was like, "Shut up! Stop running down the hall!" And the camera, the camera crew just chases him down. It's fucking hysterical. I missed that show. And then sometimes you would see like the, the, the women and they would make up the dumbest comparisons. They would get up and start hitting on the screen. Right? Look at him, Maury. Look at his nose. He got a nose too. They would just find the dumbest shit and make him try to find like they were, uh, that they had in common. Look at Maury. He got eyes. The baby got eyes. Fucking hysterical. And then sometimes like you get a really slutty woman, a real kind of whore. And you would have the baby in the middle and then all these possible daddies around like the Brady Bunch. Remember those guys? Gonna be one of these, Maury. It's gotta be one. It still wasn't. It still wasn't one of the eight. Oh, fucking great television. I used to love that show. Really, really good television. And they would run and they would just break. And I used to love the mathematics they would do. I'm a thousand percent sure. I'm a thousand percent sure. Listen, sweetheart, last time I checked, you can't get more than a hundred percent. That's it. I'm a thousand percent sure. Fucking hilarious. And you used to always like the argument, and I do this with people today. Like if I'm having a discussion or an argument with somebody, like I argue with I, I try talk. I want I wanna get to the bottom of this. I wanna go, here's my version, here's the way I see it. And I'll let you speak now. So here's the way you see it. You hear him on the, on the Maury show. And I call it like whenever I argue with someone like that, I call it a Maury argument where all they just go is like, they won't let the other person speak. So they'll go, whatever, 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 whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, but listen, if you just, like, I, I wasn't in the country that time. Whatever, whatever, whatever. No, you're not like, you're not listening to me. I'm just, all I'm saying is I wasn't in the country. Whatever. What? And, and, and the one time we did have sex, it was, it was anal sex. I was like, whatever. You're the daddy. You're the daddy. And it was the fucking, it was the most hilarious thing you would ever see. Oh my God. I loved it. I loved it. Love being outside the DNA center and all that flashback to me. 
All of it did. Then I went back to my hotel and I watched uh, I watched Christmas Vacation and I popped up some microwave popcorn and I watched Christmas Vacation. Right? I got Elf on in the background right now. Love the Christmas movies. Love them. I'm enjoying the season so far. I get to go back home uh, tomorrow. That's where I am now. So when you're listening to this, it'll almost be Christmas. And... Uh, I'm going to spend Christmas. I can't wait for Santa Claus bring all the stuff to the kids. I have New Year's Eve. I got some... um, Where am I New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. I'm at Port Jeff. Theater 3. Headlining two shows. You don't even have to wait. You don't even have to wait till the ball drops. You can just get your laugh on and go the fuck home. And you'll be home before it happens. You'll be in your bed before the ball drops if you want to. So get those tickets. They're actually... Are you, yeah, they might be gone I don't know I don't know what the tickets are like but buy them buy what's left come on out and see let's have a laugh alright so guys I'm going to leave you on that so for those of you who are celebrating Christmas guys I want you to have a Merry Christmas a Happy Happy Christmas and uh, the next time I speak to you I want to know how it went again send any emails to my Instagram my messages Mick Thomas comedy. For those I do respond, you know I respond, guys. So please reach out to me, uh, guys. Have a very very happy Christmas, and uh, we'll talk to you before the new year. All right, guys, take care. Thanks so much. Good luck. Happy Christmas to you. Goodbye. It's the Mick Thomas show. The Mick Thomas show before Christmas.